0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Thank you for joining us today. We are still studying Revelation 20, According to the teaching of St. Augustine in his monumental work, The City of God, book 20, uh, a very critical book within that large book, The City of God, book 20, and today we're in chapters 14 and 15, and the topic is the eternal lake of fire. I made the comment just before recording this episode, This is a topic that you never get invited to speak on at a conference. Who wants to hear about the eternal lake of fire? But here we go. There's a final battle described as Gog and Magog, not an isolated geographic uh, opponent of the people of God, but it's a worldwide movement composed of the nations of the world that apostatized from the faith, following the deceptions of the Antichrist, mounting an opposition, and making a very concerted effort to wipe Christianity off the face of the earth once and for all. And just as it looks like they were going to succeed, boom, uh, fire comes down from heaven, consumes the opponents, and we have the second coming of Christ." And so we begin, St. Augustine cites Revelation 20 in the 10th verse by saying, "'And the devil, who had deceived them, was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast,' the beast is the book of Revelation's term for the Antichrist, "'where the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever.'" And so, Augustine gives this brief statement summarizing just what happened. He says, after this, he, that is St. John, gives a brief narrative of the last judgment itself, which shall take place at the second or bodily resurrection of the dead. Now, this is really critically important because there are people well-versed in Scripture, I mean, they know the Bible inside and out, upside down, so thoroughly, have maybe hundreds of Bible verses memorized, but unless they know the difference between the first and the second resurrection, they're going to be off in their eschatology and off in their understanding of Revelation 20. St. Augustine says what this happens is the second or the bodily resurrection. And we covered this in an entire episode. This was episode 253 of Luke 21, where we we saw in John chapter five, St. John taught the same thing that is teaching in Revelation 20, except in John five, it's clearer and is not using imagery, which might be a little harder to understand. The second resurrection is the bodily resurrection. Well, some folks who are professional Bible teachers and preachers and everything think whenever they see the word resurrection, they're thinking the literal resurrection of somebody who is physically dead resurrected to eternal life. But that's not the case. Jesus said in John chapter 5 and verse 25, Truly, truly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is, this was like 30 to 33 AD, okay. it now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. Well, what it just says that they're dead and they're going to be living, That's that's a resurrection. Well, it is. It's a first resurrection, which is a spiritual resurrection, which is being born again going from a re- death and original, from original sin to life in Christ. But a couple of verses later in John 5:28, St. John says, do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming when all who are in their tombs. Now, if you're in a tomb, okay, you're not being described as spiritually dead. You're physically dead. You're dead, dead. Okay, so the hour is coming, so a future point, when all who are in their tombs will hear his voice and come forth. A lot of people are not aware, not just Christians, faithful Christians are resurrected at the last day, but everyone is resurrected, every single person. It says they will come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. I think you'll find that many, if not most people, who aren't living the type of life they should be living, they've kind of blown off whatever Christian belief they were gifted with by their parents or by their churches when they were younger in life and whatever else, and so they think, I'm gonna just escape all of this stuff. When I die, I'm gonna be cremated, and then after I'm cremated, I'm asking my family to take my ashes out in the Gulf of Mexico or the Pacific Ocean or wherever and scatter them on the ocean, and that'll be that. That'll be the end of me. That's not the case. That's not the case. Because if you look carefully at Revelation chapter 20, St. John says, I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened, and the dead were judged by what was written in the books, by what they had done. And the sea gave up the dead in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead in them, and all, all were judged by what they had done. And so, there's no escaping this. And I believe... Every person deserves to hear that there is eternal blessing, uh, mercy beyond degree found in Jesus, but to reject that is an eternal decision that will directly affect all of those rejecting that gift. Now, another just a minor point, I'm not going to make a big deal about this, but it's, it says they were judged in the books by what they had done that word in Greek is ergon. That's the word we get works or deeds from, like the King James Version translates Revelation 20, 13 as works. Now, these are the works, but there are two types of works in the Scriptures. And I, I wrote a whole book entitled Grace and Justification, where I distinguished rather carefully between what I called dead works, and that's not what's being talked about here, uh, but grace works. Grace works are the works enabled by God to do for those cooperating with his grace to bear fruit for righteousness. But everybody gets judged by what they have done in life, and it is one of the reasons Martin Luther didn't think too highly of the book of Revelation. So this is a very sobering message. St. Augustine in the City of God, this is book 20 and chapter 26 says, for the hour is coming, but he does not say, and now is, that and now is, referring back to John Five Twenty Five, because it shall come in the end of the world in the last and greatest judgment of God when all that are in their graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. And then he says in Book 19, I'm just backing up a little bit, Chapter 28, he says, quote, The body shall be subjected to eternal pains, and consequently this second death shall be more severe, because no death shall terminate it. And I'll repeat what Revelation 20.10 says, They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. This is no light thing. It's not like, well, I can just skip the grace of God and I'll enter eternity, and I'm just believing that's gonna be a great nothingness. That is not the case. It's either great blessing or great torment, but there's nowhere in between. St. Augustine goes on, but in the world to come, the pain continues, that it may torment, and the nature endures, that is the physical body, that it may be sensible of it, and it doesn't cease to exist, lest punishment also should cease. Now, as it is through the last judgment that men pass to these ends, the good to the supreme good, and the evil to the supreme evil. Now, obviously... This is, this, is, this is hard truth, and uh, we live in a very soft age, or at least I'll say for the United States, we're very blessed in so, so many ways, but we, it's made us soft, and we want a, a soft Christianity. Uh, we want a soft radio broadcast. We want a soft book. We want a soft CD, and yet some of the critical messages in the Bible— it speaks of this torment and it again revelation 20:10 it goes on day and night forever and ever and this isn't the only place in the book of revelation it says this for in revelation 14 it speaks about those who take the mark of the beast the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever they have no rest day or night. This isn't a nine-to-five torment. This isn't a Monday-to-five five torment. It's eternity, always, nonstop. It's truly unthinkable, and that's why you have one of the so-called greatest Catholic theologians of the 20th century, von Balthasar, who is extremely popular with many priests educated during the last half century. Uh. Really questioned the idea that this couldn't go on forever and ever, and I just gave you two passages: one from Revelation 14, one from Revelation 20, as well as multiple ones from Saint Augustine. Yes, it does go on forever and ever, and he couldn't bring himself to say that, uh, to believe that. In fact, he called Saint Augustine in his view of the eternal torment of the wicked. He called him an infernalist an infernalist. Well, I guess I'm an infernalist because I believe the Bible, and, and and it's saying it goes on forever and ever, day and night, and this isn't being made up. This isn't some pull-out-of-the-air doctrine, and there's an eternal existence in the human body. Everyone, not just the Christians go to heaven and are blessed and find themselves in a new heaven, new earth with a new body, and I'm questioning myself If folks knew this, and this was a regular part of preaching, of homilies, where there's one of two very concrete bodily destinies, that it would be a break on the immorality that we're finding that's so widely accepted. I'm not talking about just our secular society in Hollywood. I'm talking about Christians, Protestant and Catholic. And this teaching— the lake of fire, the eternal torment of the body is a great break to keep from rationalizing everything will be eventually okay. No, it will not be okay. And you think of the thousands of Catholic teens and college students who've been taught the theology of the body. What proportion, what percentage of that group of thousands have ever heard this and know this and have been warned about this? What even about the priests, they believe von Balthazar, but do they believe St. John? I don't know. But what you believe about the end radically affects how you live today. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 280 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.